G'day and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. This is the round 13 by edition. Of course, I'm joined by Daniel as always. Daniel, mate, how are you on this fine, I guess it's a Thursday morning for you. What's been going on? Yeah, Thursday morning. Um, been pretty stressful, to be honest, this week. Looking at my team, I was planning on having 13, but because the hammer got picked in the centers and Turbo ended up getting picked, I'm reduced to about 11 this week. So I'm trying to figure out what extra trades I can make to to maybe get an extra number, possibly go into the weekend with 12. Hopefully, we'll see. What about yourself? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm still looking all right for 13, but I'm going to have to sacrifice someone. Uh, I'm at, yeah, I just have to make a few sacrifices. Maybe it's a Joey Manu. Maybe it's a Latrell Mitchell. I'm just kind of weighing up, oh, who do I hold? Josh King maybe is a sacrifice. All a bit tricky at this point, mate. But as always, maybe I'll use this podcast as my kind of like internal dialogue to make my own fantasy decisions as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get stuck into it. Let's get stuck into it. Team list, pretty short and sharp on this week, obviously with well, there's five games, four games this week. Um, so first one, we got the Dolphins and the Dragons. That's a Thursday night. Uh, for the Dolphins, as you were saying, the hammer is out. So Cody Nicarima goes in fullback and then Milf is in the halves. And then we've got Raystone in a lock, kind of like the two main changes here. Oh, and I should emphasize, Tafara, he's on the bench. Um, any thoughts initially from this one, mate? Especially the Tafaro one is kind of interesting, given he has that negative, it's a negative of 11 break even. Uh, be interesting to see what he does from the bench. I I, yeah, how do you know what he's going to, what role he's going to have? He could come on with like 10 minutes remaining and play, you know, the, the back end of the game, or he could come on it just before halftime or something like that. It, I've, you have no way of knowing what his role is going to be in this team. I, just uh, negative 11 break even. He's going to make money either way, but you really want scorers this week. Like you can't just pick up a player that's going to, you know, maybe get you five in one of those starting 13 positions. That's my kind of thoughts about it. But I'm going to wait until right up until an hour before this game to decide whether I bring him in because I think there is a chance that he does get into the top 13. But yeah, it's still unknown at this point. I think you're probably better off aiming for actual scorers this round than than Tavare, because even if he does, you know, play 15, 20 minutes and score, you know, 5, 10, 15 points, he's not going to go skyrocketing too high, I don't think. He'll probably still be around the low 300Ks by next round. I think that's a good shout, mate. Yeah, it's a little bit hard. You have to kind of look into the crystal ball to kind of figure out what's going to go on here. He could go on on the 10-minute mark if Brenko does his hammy again or something like that. It's, uh, it's all a little bit up in the air, but... Kind of a side note, did you see that chase down tackle that NRL Physio was posting where he, Tafari, like chasing down literally from about the 10 meter line and like try saving lunge at the end to, oh, some of the greatest footage uh, probably <laughs> New South Wales or Queensland Cup has ever seen. But yeah, what, you think he's going to go in at fullback or something like that? Maybe. NRL Physio posted it with like fastest man on the planet as a caption. <laughs> As he like mowed this bloke down from uh yeah from behind, but to be fair, for a big fella, he's got some wheels. But <laughs> probably yeah. yeah, what I'm gonna wait on. I think that's an important kind of quote you had in there about 
you want scores this week, not just fillers. Like, it's there's no point like having like there is a point, you know, but like having guys that are scoring scoring you like ten points in your in your team this week, like Tafari potentially could, isn't really going to like make or break your team. You're going to want to look to guys like your Toe Harris's, your Hopgoods, guys like this that, you know, you can get 65 plus and like really make a, a green arrow that way versus just like a plotter who's going to be a number for you. And yep. admittedly, I've fallen into that trap getting a few guys like Jacob Host and a few of these guys are now like kind of clogging up my team. But um, I guess that's just off the bat, mate, isn't it? Get, yeah. get good players, not plotters. Yeah, now I'm... I'm I'm a bit annoyed about Jacob Host actually because he he got pushed to the bench last week and came on and scored a twenty and now I'm just stuck with him this week so yeah he's probably going to be the first one out for round sixteen to be honest I would say so as well and I tell you what the time difference did me a little dirty that game because I had to play well I ended up playing Jack Bird and then ended up being alright again the Hammers score but it was yeah those late changes that. 3am Chicago time are a bit rough on the old fantasy. <laughs> Absolutely. Struggling there. Struggling. Um, speaking about struggling, the Dragons team, we've got, uh, what's the mix up this week? So Amon and Sullivan are back in the halves this week. Uh, little takes up spot still in the nine. And then Jack Bird has been named. He was late out, as we were saying, with the, I think knee soreness, they were saying. Uh, nothing too too crazy, but Ben Murdoch-Masilla's in the starting edge spot. Any of these Dragons guys you really considering, mate, for, for this buy? Or are you still sticking clear of all Dragons, besides the Bellin, I guess? Yeah, well, JDB was the obvious one to be picking up a few weeks back. Now that he's over 800k, it's a bit more difficult. I think there's other mids out there this week that you could probably go instead of JDB if you don't have him. Um, but Jack back, Jack Bird being back in the squad, he'll be playing 80 on an edge. JDB at lock, he'll be playing 80 for sure. Just the fact that they're missing Blake Laurie that also takes up a big chunk of minutes um, means that they'll be getting, you know, big minutes in this pack. Jaden Sewer also being out with a, I think it was a hammy or a knee, I can't exactly recall. Um, but yeah, he's going to be out for another couple of weeks, which is really unfortunate because he was looking like a good... I guess, pod option to have over this buy period because he plays 80 minutes on an edge and he was averaging around the 50 mark. So, yeah, he was a bit of a, a good one to have, but unfortunate for that injury last week. But Dragons looked pretty good last week, to be honest. A bit of a bit of a bounce back in form from them with um, their coach um, leaving. But, yeah, it's I don't know how long that'll last, to be honest. Um, we'll see how they go this week without Ben Hunt, which is going to be the big test for them. I think so as well. And just to clarify, Blake Laurie... It's a small hand fracture, three to four weeks, according to the great man, NRL Physio. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a good shout with the Dragons pack here. Should guarantee big minutes for DeBellon and Bird and this team. Yeah. Moving on, though, mate, let's go to – oh, this is the grudge match this week, isn't it? The, the Cowboys <laughs> and the Eels. Uh, can't say I'm overly positive after what the Cowboys dished out last week. But nevertheless, let's start with the Eels. Uh, pretty stock standard. They got Joe O this week. And there's, I, I'd say I've really been following the drama with, like, he was meant to play last week and then it was late. 
switch up. Not too sure, but he's in the team this week. And then they've got um, Hopgood at 13, Artwright, the Cardi Party, and Dury in the, the edges. Brian Madison wasn't picked for Origin. He's got – he got a hammy, I thought, or um, some kind of injury half, there as half well. Injury half matter. Yeah. The old man oh, injury. Yeah. <laughs> Not good for them, but – there's some really good options this week, I think, in the, the Parramatta pack, and obviously they play all of the big three bye weeks, the only team to do it. So if you maybe have a, a coin flip between like a Gutherson and a Scotty Drink who plays two out of the three, I'd probably be slightly leaning a Gutherson personally. Anything else you want to touch on with the, the Panthers? Not the Panthers, the Eels here just to start us off. Yeah, I guess the, 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 yeah, obviously, like you said, the big bonus is that they play all three buy rounds. Gutherson's pretty, pretty good as well. The fact that he's under 600K and a decent winger fullback as well um, means that he's a decent option to go for. He did have a poor score last week, but the fact that Parramatta is going to have pretty much a, well, I say a full strength squad, they've only got Junior Paulo going to play Origin. Mainly it's because they've got so many injuries in their pack that they're struggling to field their first grade team, but they'll have mostly a full strength squad going into these buy rounds with limited origin players out. So the fact that, you know, they've still got Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown in the halves and Gutson at fullback means that they're going to be going in with pretty much all their attacking prowess. So I feel like you're probably pretty safe with Parramatta players, at least scoring some points. Hopgood, because you've got, you know, your Matto injury, your junior Paulo at origin, Sean Lane out as well. Hopgood's going to be playing 80 for sure for the next month. So I think you're pretty comfortable getting Hopgood this week and playing him for at least around 13 and 16 buys um, for round 19. We'll see how it goes, but um, I think he should still be an option at that point in time as well. So yeah, if you don't have Hopgood, get him in now because he's going to skyrocket in the next couple of weeks. I think so too, mate. I'm st- you know, I'm always like hesitant to say whether people play 80 minutes, but if he's not playing 80, he's going to be playing pretty close too. Yeah. Um, yeah, really like a few options here from the Eels. One that I was kind of looking at just because uh, winger fullback is so sparse. Having a look at Bailey Simonson and Sean Russell, have you got any thoughts of them? Simonson's actually been going all right in the centers, getting a few more base stats, a little bit of uh, attacking stats as well. Like he, Traditionally, is pretty uh, attacking stats reliant, but he's done all right the last couple of weeks while he's been in the centers. Any any love for those two? Yeah, I actually prefer the kind of setup that they have at the moment with Russell on the wing and Simonson at center. I think Russell definitely plays better on the wing. The only problem is he relies heavily on tries and attacking stats, which I think will you know not be consistent every game. But with Parramatta and the way they play, you know they they always give the opportunity to their wingers in Sevo and and this time Russell um, to get over. So there is the chance that he does play well. It's just that in the last three weeks, Russell scored a try in every game and he hasn't really averaged anywhere further than a thirty. So it's a bit rough to go for Russell. Simonson, on the other hand, a bit close to base stats and yeah, still getting attacking stats as well. I think I just prefer. I mean, if I'm picking a center, he's not even picked as a set, uh, marked as a center in fantasy. He's marked as a winger, Simonson, and that'll probably get updated next round because anyone that's in a different position to what they're, they're in this week will get updated post round 13 um, because they have the dual position updates then. So he'll probably get added as a center come next week as well. And I think he's probably got a little bit more value um, than 
than Russell does. But I still think that there's probably better options than Simonson and Russell as a winger fullback. You're probably looking at Garrick or someone like that, and we'll talk about him soon. Uh, but there's another pretty value option in this this Eels team, and that's Joe off a Hungarian. I know he's been your boy in future weeks, but what are your, what are your thoughts about him? Uh, Joe O. So good. Future weeks. Uh, past past dude, years past, he's been your past boy. Past years, yeah. yeah. Call him as a breakout a year too early, a few, uh, yeah, a couple of years back. But yeah, it was unreal last year. And you were saying, mate, there's a lot of minutes in this pack, especially with Maddo out, Paulo out, RCG out. So yeah. I think he's a pretty interesting uh, option here. Obviously, he's going to play the big three fire rounds. Gone down over 300K. That must be close to the biggest as far as uh, players this season, as far as who's got the most cash. He might have it, but... A little bit tricky. There's a couple other guys in that price point as well, like it's a Tollers maybe, who I also really like. Um, so that's probably the decision. I think it's more like a personal, which one you prefer out of those guys if you're, if you're going that way. Yeah, I think I'm going to give off a of Hangawi a week and see how he goes because Parramatta do have the buy for round 14. So give him a week, see how he goes. Most likely he's probably going to score in the mid-40s to 50s. Um, with the minutes that he should get, he should be getting about 50 minutes in that forward pack. And yeah, then you can make a decision if he does play well and gets plenty of base stats in round 15, whether to bring him in or not, because he won't go past 500k most likely. I don't think so as well. You can, yeah, probably afford to wait on him a week. And it is, yeah, important. in that caveat again, just that Parramatta, Knights, and Manly have that 14 by, which is actually going to be a little tricky, I think, because. It will be back to the full um, 17 players. So, you know, if you've got yeah. four Parramatta guys in there, that will make it tricky. Plus, most people will have, like, you know, a Lockie Miller maybe or hopefully not a Lockie Miller after this week, but <laughs> things like that. Let's, let's move on, though, mate, to – I don't even know how to introduce the Cowboys starting this week, but – They've made some changes, obviously, Tulangi and felt not felt um, Valor in the Queensland team. So they got Rob Derby. What a sick name just off the bat, Rob Derby um, and Zach Labor, who I think are both PNG internationals or have PNG heritage. So good to see them coming in. And then we've got Ben Hampton in the six, who replaces Dearden. Lucy Leilua and Helam Luki take the 11 and 13. Jake Granville, lock. Um, and then the one that interests me is Tamalola named on the extended bench as well. A bit of a mishmash of, uh, of Cowboys plays here, mate. Is there any of them that you're really looking for for this uh, first buy period here? Yeah, I'd really avoid all those cheap, you know, centers and wingers in their team for now, but... I think Drinkwater is probably the main one that most people are looking at having. The only issue is that he's a little bit more expensive than he was when we were telling people to pick him up, you know, a week or two ago. So, yes, he's a good option, but there's also other good winger fullback options like we've discussed already. You know, Garrick, even Ponga this week is looking pretty good. I think the only, like, option that most people have in their team is probably Lukey and Robson. They're the two that most people have already kind of bought into and have been holding for this 
for this buy period. And I think they're still very good options. Robson, he's under 700K now, and he's a proven um, gun hooker. So I still think there's value in going and picking him up, um, especially, you know, moving into not only the origin rounds, but past origin and further on into the season. He's pretty cheap at the moment. He's not going to get much cheaper. Um, I mean, he's got to break even 58, so he might get a little bit cheaper, but he's not going to get much cheaper as a buy than what he is now. So I think he's a very good hooker option if you don't have him already. I know people have been kind of a bit hesitant on Luki, and that's we were a bit hesitant last week. Even though we put him as a buy in our buy hold cells, we quickly posted that Luciano Leilu was actually coming back that round, so we're a bit cautious on him even from when we were saying he's a buy. So mm-hmm. it's a bit unfortunate if you bought into Luki with um, big uh, Leilu were back in the team, but he's still got 50 minutes. So we're, we were still expecting, you know, a 30 or a 40. It's just that he's been having so many missed tackles in his game, Luki. So he's pretty pretty hard to stick with i can understand if you want to sell him this week but i think most people are going to be holding him for this round at least um but i wouldn't be buying him to him at this point so i think the only ones to really yeah look at are robson and Drinkwater in this team and maybe keep an eye on lay lure and see how he kind of performs because he's dropped a bit of cash and he's still working up to to playing 80 minutes on an edge so yeah definitely keep an eye on him for sure mate yeah i think that's a good shout um, yeah, mate, Lukey is a bit of a bit of a uh, unlucky one last week with just his 13 there, but uh, I still rate him as I probably would be buying him now that he's got this this low score and he's in his average, he's not going to make money maybe for a little bit. I wouldn't be jumping off him if I've if I've got him at this point, I'd be holding strong. I think you know, even with Luchile Lua and you know, Nanai coming back, things like this. I think he's going to get 60 minutes in his team. And I think that was kind of always the outlook, at least in my eyes. I think he'll continue to play 60 minutes going forward. Um, and I think he's probably one of these guys that only needs 60 minutes, almost like a, you know, a Vili kick or someone like that. They don't quite need the 80 minutes, even when they're at edge. Obviously, ideally, they'd get them. But I'll be holding strong. We can. We saw what he did two weeks ago when he, you know, crossed over for two tries, and we've he's got these kind of big eighty odd scores in him. But yeah, thirteen points was a was a rough cop last weekend. Um, not ideal yeah. for. And also, just quietly, Reese Robson. I know I'm a, a Blake Braley truther, but pretty unlucky not to get called up into this blue squad um, with no Damian Cook, but. Let's move on, mate. Let's go to the Warriors and the Broncos Saturday night game. Uh, mate, this one caught my eyes, and I bet you know who I'm talking about already. We've been kind of touting him for the last couple of weeks, but Luke Metcalf, finally named back in this Warriors team. We were, you know, very keen on him when he had that one good play against like a third string team in the in the trials like a few months ago, and then he's got the hammy and he's over in the US doing stuff. But, yeah, mate, the what are your thoughts, I guess, on, on Luke Metcalf? Oh, I'd love to pick him up, but it's just so difficult at the moment, especially if you've got guys like Isaiah Katoa, you know, Cody Nicarima, Sean Johnson clogging up your halves. You don't really want to be jumping out to get a Luke Metcalf, even though I'm pretty certain he's going to, you know, have a breakout game to start with, considering he came back last week and scored a try in... Um, in in the cup as well so I think I really want to get him but it's going to be yeah it's going to be very difficult to 
to find a place for him. And I don't even know where he sits amongst, you know, the likes of Ronald Volkman. You know, he's got an, a finger injury at the moment, even though he was named amongst the reserves. Tamari Martin comes back soon from his injury. Dylan Walker as well. He, I think he's injured at the moment. I just don't know where he sits amongst them in the pecking order. So, yeah, it's a very difficult one to go just after one round. Uh, it's a bit uh, bit awkward. Yeah, it is a bit awkward like that as well, yeah. Um, but Steve Bradbury, everyone's like fallen over and he's just kind of like come through in the end here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably like wait and give him a week at least and then assess it from there because I think he could be huge as a super coach or as, as a super coach maybe, but as a fantasy guy even still. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, mate, let's move on to the Broncos here. So, Reese Walsh, obviously, in origin. Bit of a surprise, just quietly. Um, I thought Pong would probably get it. But, yeah, the pick and stick. It's um, changed tactics for Queensland. But got some interesting names here in their team list. Tristan Saylor at fullback. Uh, Dean Mariner on the wing there. I think uh, also there's a lot of kind of options in this front row with Obviously, uh, Flegler's out, Pass is out, Carrigan's out. So there's a lot of minutes in this full pack. I'm a little bit confused of where the value is here. And I think because of that, I'm probably avoiding all these options because I think, you know, they might have a big game this week or, uh, you know, a couple of times over the bye period. But I think they're going to regress back to the mean as soon as this origin period is over. Any thoughts, mate? Um, is that the same kind of tactic you're employing here, you reckon? Yeah, I'm not really looking too much at the at the Brisbane team at the moment just because I know that, yeah, all these guys are going to come back into the team and kind of get limited minutes and then take minutes off the guys that are coming in this week. So there's not really a lot of players that you can aim for in this team. Um, the ones that, you know, are going to stay there are their normal starters, like your Stags, your Farnworth, your Reynolds, Ma'am, those kind of guys. But not all of them are, you know, really fantasy relevant outside of maybe Reynolds and uh, Herbie. They're probably the two best players to have from this team. And I'd say most people are kind of looking for a bit of a center at the moment, considering, you know, the hammer's out and there's a couple other guys on the buy as well. Most people probably only have Lemuelu, I'd say, this week. So, you know, Herbie does look like a decent option this round. The only issue is that he has a buy in round 16 and 19, so he's not actually going to be playing for the next uh, next two buy rounds. So it's a bit difficult to to pick up a guy just for this round and then, you know, need to kind of get rid of him or just hold him on your team through the next couple of buys. So yeah, one to a decent option for this round, but yeah, one to be a bit cautious of for the fact that he's not going to be playing other rounds. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. Um, And then I think maybe to finish off this episode, we'll kind of go through the positions and just say like what our top options are for this buy period. Um, Because yeah, Lemuelu, Jack Bird are probably like your two for the centers. Um, and then, yeah, some of your other options like Penasini and, uh, yeah, maybe like a Herbie could, could factor in, but it's, yeah, tricky when they don't play all the buys. Um, let's move on, mate. We've got the Rabbits and the Raiders. Uh, so for the, for the Bunnies, obviously Latrell's out, so Taff comes in for fullback. Bit of a weird one with Campbell Graham. He was uh, not fit enough for the Blues camp, but has been named for the Rabbits this week. Couldn't really tell you what's going on there, mate, but uh, good news for owners if you've held on to Campbell Graham. And then, as you kind of highlighted, we got Toller in this 
in this forward pack. Liam Knight comes in at lock for Cam Murray. And then Damien Cook, surprise admission for the Blue squad as well. And I bet a bunch of people will be eyeing off this week, you know, with no Harry Grant as well. Uh, but then I guess just lastly, mate, Shaq Mitchell comes back onto this extended bench. He was pretty good at the start of the year, so he kind of presents as an interesting option. Uh, I think still a pretty low break even coming in. Uh, what are your thoughts, mate? Anything that stands out to you there? Yeah, I mean, welcome back, Shaq Mitchell, back into the fray. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. He's going to get decent minutes this week, but going forward, what he's going to get and if he's going to even stay on this bench, I think it's going to be a bit difficult, especially with, um, you know, Harme Sele back into this team, Liam Knight back in, you know, those guys coming back from injury does put a bit of dampener on their um, rotation forwards, especially for for his stocks. Uh, I think the big... Big ones for for Souths this week is probably Damian Cook. He's the the biggest one, and the fact I haven't actually been tracking him too much over the last couple of weeks, but he's under seven hundred k now, which is very enticing for a hooker that's been well. He's been the best hooker for like the last five seasons in a row. So there's a there's a reason for it, and the fact that he's dropped so low means that he's at very good value. He hasn't had a single price rise this year. He's dropped from nine hundred and forty five k. To a measly just under five, uh, 700k. So, yeah, he's uh, a very good option. The only issue is if he gets named back in this Blues team. I could see it very easily that, you know, Blues lose game one and Cook comes straight back into the team on the bench for a bit of spark or something like that. So, uh, there's every chance that he gets selected for Origin again. But I think, you know, he's a, he's a gun normally. So, yeah, I think he's a very, very good option to consider this weekend. Does have the buy 16. If he gets selected for Origin in 19, he won't play that game. But outside of those two, you know, he's going to be playing at least five out of the next six games. Yeah, I like that. I think he's number one option this week. I know a few people going like a Robson or a Marshall King. But I think he's definitely top off. And as you said, he's got the history. You'd imagine he probably has a bit of a grudge not being picked for, for the Blues as well. So he could yep. come out firing, I'd say, over the weekend. So, yeah, really like that shout, mate. Uh, I guess, lastly, mate, I was just this, and this could be the ultimate nightmare situation for Jake Post owners, but Colin Matungi is also named on this extended bench. So um, can you imagine a world where we've been holding host for all these weeks and Colin Matungi just comes in and takes his spot, he goes back to the bench again or drops out completely of this team. So I'd be fuming. Keep an eye on you guys. I'd be, I'd be there with you. Yeah. So I've been kind of holding now. I'm like, surely Jager Post, you should play big minutes this week. No Cam Murray, no Diarro. The stars seem to be aligned, but yeah, could be a real, uh, trying to think of a better way to say kick in the dick, but that's really what I'm going for here. So I could have just said kick in the guts, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fair, um, fair. No, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that anyway. Yep. You'd agree Perfect with that, sentiment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, mate, to the Bush capital, Canberra Raiders. Uh, well done to those Jared Croker people who have, who have held him. He's been pretty solid, I think, and, yeah, named to play this week, which is nice. We've got a bit of a weird shake-up in this forward pack with Big Red, the horse, moving to... Uh, the edge kind of accommodate for um, whiteheads out with the 
uh, medium-term injury, and then obviously Hudson Young get named in the blue squad. So, yeah, a little bit interesting here, mate. What are your thoughts, I guess, just off the bat with Osborne moving to the edge? Do you think much changes there? Um, what do you think kind of his output will be this week? Yeah, I think there will be a bit of a downturn for Horsburgh. I mean, he gets most of his, you know, stats from meters through the middle and tackles. So the fact that they're going to drop off a little bit means that it's going to be not great for his scores. But I still think, I mean, if you have him, you're not going to be selling him this round anyway. He's going to do just fine. Um, break even of 42, he'll hit that. So I think he's, I see his scores probably being somewhere between the 40 and 50 mark. Maybe he does get a bit more you know, of, a, of an attacking, maybe they like aim towards him a little bit more and he gets a bit more attacking stats, but I I just don't see him getting huge scores like 60 plus or anything like that. Probably going to be hovering around the 50 mark, I'd say, which is still very good for, for a buy around um, scorer. So yeah, I think, yeah, he's fine for, for this week. I think the, the more interesting one is Tarpany moving to lock and what his minutes are going to look like. So if you've got Tarpany, he's definitely a hold, but yeah, definitely keep an eye and see how he plays because uh, in previous seasons, when he's got, you know, 60 plus minutes, even 70 at lock, he's scored quite high. So, yeah, hoping for something um, of the of the like for, for Tarpany there. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes now that Josh Papali is not in origin. So, you know, they're not going to really need to rely on Tarpany over the next couple of weeks to, to perform for the Raiders and play extra minutes. So, yeah, I don't think much changes here in this forward pack. For, for the Raiders, to be honest. It's only their edges that are missing. So, yeah, pretty much the the same for the Raiders, and they should be looking to get a win this week, um, especially with some of the Rabbitohs middle forwards and Luttrell out. Yeah, I like that shout, mate. Um, I think especially interesting with Tarpany, this bench the Raiders have with uh, Kotrick, Starling on there, and then two mids with Mariota and Gula. So, yeah, you could see a world where he plays 65-plus Tarpany, potentially. Um, no Horsburgh as well taking um, minutes off him. So, yeah, like that shout, mate. I think he's he might be my third favourite mid-buy after Tohu and Hopgood this week, I think, um, Tarpany. So, yeah, keep an eye on him. And then this is the last one, which is crazy. Uh, the next game, we got the Knights and the Seagulls. Big news here with... I'm going back to fullback from the Knights, which unlucky for any of the Lachlan Miller owners who have been uh, holding on. And just such a strange move from the Knights. He was really good there a couple of weeks back. They gave up a lot to get Lockie Miller. Uh, so to have him there on the interchange, it does seem like a little bit of a waste. They've got uh, Adam Elliott back in the starting lock position as well. So maybe... He's up there as well for my kind of mid buys. I think Elliot, a lot of good buys in the mids, which I think a lot of people probably have their mids sorted, but um, with DeBell and a few of these other guys. But yeah, Elliot looks like a really good option again. I picked him up in draft a few weeks ago. I've been very happy over the last couple of weeks. Um, anything else you want to highlight, mate, in this, in this Knights team? No, that's pretty much it. I'm not looking at too many Knights players, to be honest. I mean, Gagai is very hard done by to miss out. I, it's pretty strange. Yeah. <laughs> the so hammer. Strange. Yeah, I, I'm a bit... That's the one area that I'm a bit cautious of for Queensland. Like, that's where I think New, New South Wales are going to target. The fact that they've got hammer at centre 
And when he was playing there for the cows, I know you were you were shitting yourself when they were playing when they whenever they played him at centre for the cows because he just missed so many tackles. So <laughs> the fact that he's going to have Latrell running at him or even Turbo running at him is uh yeah definitely danger sides for Queensland. I think so. One to one to keep an eye on next Wednesday. It's strange. It probably is worth noting that Connor Tracy like absolutely put up a clinic against Dan Gagai a few weeks ago. So maybe the thoughts there was like. You yeah, can't hang on point. to, you know, Connor Tracy. What's he going to do when Latrell or Tommy Turbo's run at him, which is fair. But um, I was definitely surprised because Gagai's been probably the form, like, back in fantasy just quietly. Like, he's he's been so good and just, like, yeah. been pumping out base stats for fun. But he does miss a lot of tackles at the same time, Dan Gagai, which tackles. is... Which is fair, but he makes up for it with attacking stats. And the fact that, you know, even over the last couple of seasons, Gagai in the origin realm compared to NRL is generally just elite level. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird omission, that's all. That's true. And I guess one last thing I want to highlight. Some people will be like, Oh, Lockie Miller, he's on the on the bench. He should, you know, at least like he's a number for this week, which I definitely understand that, and that's probably what I would be doing if I was uh, maybe selling, maybe hold on to him, depending on how your numbers are looking. But Kurt Mann is also on this interchange bench. I think there's a chance that Kurt Mann comes on and uh, Lockie Miller is just out of the team altogether. So a bit awkward because it's the last game of the round. You probably don't have many pivot options if uh, you do hold on to him. But I think that's worth kind of highlighting as well, that yeah. possibility. I mean, as a Lockie Miller owner, I am way too burnt by the, the 100, 150K that I've lost over the last month on him um, coming into this round. And the fact that Pong has taken his spot, I'm selling for sure this week. I just can't, like, I just don't see him getting anywhere near 60 as his break even. So, you know, if he comes off the bench, plays 30 minutes and gets like a 10, you've lost all your price rises basically. So, yeah, I think this is the week. Unfortunately, even though he's a green tick, he's not a good green tick. So, yeah, probably jumping off. That's a very smart, yeah, way of looking at it. I like that. And mate, my uh, my rain dancers and all the spells I've been casting on Lockie Miller have finally paid off. Um, <laughs> after I didn't bring him in at the start of the season, so yeah, I sucked in all your Lockie Miller owners. I'd say <laughs> fair, fair play, fair play. <laughs> Just joking. I wish I had him, but. Uh, for the first month, at least. Maybe. Yeah. For the first month, yeah. It's yeah. hard watching when he just does those like cross field runs and just like somehow gets 20 points in tackle breaks when he just like <laughs> touches people. But alas, the Manly Seagulls, uh, KO Weeks fullback, Ruben Garrick didn't get the nod there, which was a shame, but he's been playing pretty well in the wing. He keeps his spot there. Josh Schuster was really good last week. I did see something floating around on Instagram. He actually posted it on his own Instagram account, I think. Josh Schuster was like, minor setback. We still work. Some shit like that, you know, um, that players post. So interesting one to probably keep an eye out for late mail, see if he's a, maybe he's re that calf or something like that. Not really sure, but just speculating. Then uh, this other bloke, Samuela, Samuela. Sam Uella, Fainu, comes on to the edge. All the burb, all the Urbos are out this week. So Jake, Tom, and uh, and Ben are all out. So 
Fona comes in and takes Burbo's spot there in the starting edge spot. Um, any interest in, in him, mate, Fona, Um I think he's basement price, isn't he? So could see could see some minutes and could be a handy number for this week. Yeah, I actually don't mind it, to be honest, especially with the fact that they're missing a lot of their edges for a foreseeable future. Like, on the only one they really have is Ola Kuatu, and everyone else is kind of being injured. Like, they tried to put Burbo in there. He got injured. Um, Kelmatul Lungi, he's... Actually, I don't even think he's injured. I think he's just out of favour, like, just out of form. So, they've kind of cut him. They just can't seem to hold on to that uh, that edge to, to partner Ola Kuatu. So, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. I think... Probably not great, though, the fact that they have, you know, Bulimar and Carl Lawton on the bench as well that can kind of play edge. Most likely Lawton comes in at hooker, but Bulimar could definitely play a bit of edge as well. So, as well. Yeah, it's, edge. yeah, exactly. So it's there's a lot of players there that could take minutes off him. So I wouldn't be, you know, rushing to get Fainu in for sure. And most people, I think edges this week, most people have decent edges like you can get Hopgood there most people have a host probably floating around in their team um a Jack Bird even that can play edge like there's plenty of players there that um were probably ahead of Fainu like he's not going to be a huge scorer um by any means this week so yeah I wouldn't be rushing um to get him in I think the the main one from this uh this manly team is Garrick I think he's the only one that people probably really really want to get in even if if you can get an Ola Kuatu actually in um he's dropped a bit of cash in previous weeks, and he's probably still set to drop a bit of cash because he only scored 29 last week. Jeez, he had some demerits last week. Um, plenty <laughs> of missed tackles and penalties against him. So, yeah, um, definitely another good option that should bounce back and has been a proven scorer in the past. Yeah, he's kind of an interesting one. I don't place him as highly as some of these other people in the in the edge that you can probably get, like your hop goods. Um, I was listen to the beers and break evens and and, uh, and the the guru thinks that he might have an injury he could do that would maybe explain why he's had this kind of like down ticking performances of late um so i yeah he's been a little bit out of form you think he would have had a pretty big game considering it was probably between him and like a hudson young for that uh edge position for the blues yeah. so you think he would have had like a big game last week he didn't seem to really ignite so maybe there's some going on behind the scenes there, not really sure. But, yeah, I think there's just a couple others I prefer over him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, mate, we've kind of touched on buy-hold sells throughout, and this is a kind of tricky week, obviously, that generic advice is if you don't have, you know, buy people that are going to be playing this, this week uh, for the round 13 and then uh, sell those that, uh, you need the numbers, you might have to. But we were talking a little bit off air earlier. I know there's probably a couple of people tossing out whether they go a Cleary or a Hines, maybe to a Sean Johnson or something like that. Uh, if you had to sell one of the two, Nico or Cleary, obviously they're season-long keepers, um, but it's a lot of cash there. So you can understand why people might be doing that to you know, get in their numbers over the buy periods now. What do you lean, mate? Yeah, I I put up put uh, Hines in the hold category when I posted the buy hold sell on Insta uh, yesterday. I just think the fact that Hines is playing off the bench means that he should definitely back up for the Sharks come the weekend uh, for round fourteen. And the fact that he plays fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen 
means that uh, Heinz should be the one that you do hold. Cleary, on the other hand, I can see that the excuse to hold as well that he might back up. But in previous seasons, the the Panthers have done well enough that they didn't need to play most of their stars and they generally just rested them. Like the fact that they've got, you know, a Yo, they've got Cleary, they've got Luai, they've got um, Toto in this team. Like they've got a lot of guns playing and they do have a decent backup roster that they can lean on to play, especially the fact that they're going to play the Dragons um, in round 14. So I just feel like Cleary's most likely going to get rested and Hines will only get, you know, limited minutes for New South Wales, so it's probably a better option to to hold on to. So I'd be selling clear yeah. if, if, to answer that question. <laughs> it got there in the end. I yeah. Actually, that's the only trade I had penciled in, and I think I'm going to reverse it. I had uh, Hines to Sean Johnson. But, yeah, I think that, yeah, really compelling argument in the – Hines, you know, he's not going to play that many minutes in his origin. He should be still pretty fresh for this 14. The Sharks probably need the wins more than the Panthers do, so I doubt Nico gets rested, you know, if he's available. Um, it is mentioned, It is worth mentioning, Nico does have a bye throughout this period. It's not one of the bye periods, not one of the, like, 13, 16, 19. Um, what did we say? It was a 14 or a 15, maybe? He has 17, uh, around 17 bye. Oh, 17, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so... He will miss that one. So maybe there's an option that you sell him before that second game. I don't know. Um, but I think that's probably what I'll do is sell Cleary on and hope for the best because that's a scary sentence to say. In front of I mean, what situation could you possibly... <laughs> what situation could you possibly be in where you need to sell both Cleary and Hines this week anyway? Like, that's $2 million to spend on players. How like how many players can you get in that you you're going to use that entire cap for? Like that seems yeah, that's crazy. a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I think you you're better off holding one of them. Especially like the guys like David Fafita and the guys you maybe want like who are in that kind of price bracket as well also are going to play in origin so yep. kind of like sideways in any way but I think yeah, that's important to highlight just if you sell one of them now, I think you've got to hold the other. Like, there's no point burning, you know, a trade to get them out and a trade to get them back in. Because you're definitely going to want uh, the Cleary-Hines combo, I think, coming back into the season. We've seen, like, last few weeks just, like, how much of a game changer it is to have those two. Even, like, Sean Johnson's been great. Uh, I think they're both, yeah, the clear standouts in the position. Yeah, absolutely. But let's let's move on, mate. I want to try and do this quickly as well. Just a quick, you know, the best options for each of the positions here and who folks should be targeting. So let's start with the hookup. The top three for me, I think, is uh, first with Cook and then uh, probably second for Robson just because he plays that round 16 by as well. And then also Jeremy Marshall King probably for the third position. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Are you in agreement? Yeah, absolutely. They're the top three hookers for sure. Any one of them will will do a job this weekend, should hopefully smash out a 50. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the only three options really for this weekend. I think, like you said, Robson's probably the the better option going forward just because he covers a couple of buy rounds. But yeah, Cook, you're never going to get him at that value. Um, well, again, really, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get much lower. I think so as well, mate. Um, 
But let's move on to the mids. The mids that I've kind of got earmarked. Uh, DeBellin is a pretty high up there option. I think Hopgood's pretty close to the number one option. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about Toe Harris. We talked about Joe Tarpany, Horsburgh. They're probably the, the kind of the pack I would be targeting. But then there's a few others that we've mentioned, like, you know, a few people held on to Jackson Ford. He's a really good player this week, I think. Uh, Totola as well. And then if you wanted to go a little bit funky, someone like uh, Fanua Blake, I don't mind the shout of as well. Um, any further insight, mate, for, for the mids? Yeah, we haven't really spoken about Fanua Blake uh, too much in the, the past couple of weeks, but the fact that his minutes have kind of skyrocketed and, I mean, he's scored four tries in the last five rounds, which won't continue to happen. But, the, yeah, the fact that his minutes have been up closer to the 70 mark is very, very encouraging. I think that's kind of been in line with the fact that Tohu Harris has been out of the team as well. So I wouldn't trust that that's going to keep happening going forward. But, yeah, definitely, definitely good signs from him. And Barnett's also coming back into this team as well. So another one to be a bit cautious of in Fenua Blake because there's forwards that'll take minutes from him. So... Um, yeah, he's probably, he's at the peak of his powers basically at the moment. I don't think he's going to stay at 800k for long. He'll probably drop back a bit in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think it's a little bit tricky, mate. We keep saying, oh, these attacking stats, they might die off. And he just keeps producing them. So, keeps going uh, maybe tries. one of these, I don't know how. yeah, those kind of tap-ons from, or tip-ons from Toe Harris close to the line. He's looking fit. Uh, he has an offload in him. So I think he's a pretty interesting pod play. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that is probably worth mentioning as well. You're buying him at his peak. There's, you know, a chance if he, if he's attacking stats dry up a little bit, you could lose you some money as well. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not saying that he's going to be a poor scorer by any means. He'll probably sit around the 50 mark most likely um, when he does come back a bit. But yeah, I wouldn't expect 60s every week from him, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the edges, mate, the clear standout is Hopgood. Obviously, he's averaging like pretty much 10 points better than the next player who's going to be in this, uh, be, be playing for 13. So really like Hopgood as an option. There's obviously Jack Bird, but I think a lot of people have him down in the centres versus in yeah. the, the 2RF. Same with Lemuelu. Um, and then it's kind of, yeah, whatever you got, like, whether it's Slim Jackson Ford, whether it's uh, Aluki, whether it's, yeah, uh, Jacob Host. Yeah. I think just a number who's hopefully playing close to that 80 minutes. Yeah. can get you around like a 40 to 50 because a lot of the good 2RFs or edges are on the buyers this week, like your Prestons, yeah. Hosking. I believe he's yeah. Hosking, et cetera, Kafita. So, anything else you want to add with that, mate? No, no, you're absolutely right. And, yeah, you're probably next best gun. Your two best guns in that position, I think, this week are your Hopgood and Olaquatu. But, yeah, it's going to be – you're wasting a bit of cash if you're trying to get both of them in. I think you're best off just going Hopgood and, yeah, just a filler player for that edge edge spot. I like it, mate. Uh, and then for the halves, the halves – uh, really, Sean Johnson, he's the top option in my opinion. Then Moses and Dill Brown are also up there as well. You're trying yep. to go a little bit 
funkier and go like a Reynolds or a, a Cody Walker, but I think that top three is pretty strong. Uh, Moses over over Brown because he's got those kick meters, but I think a lot of people will be running like a, one of these three and maybe a Katoa or someone like that to kind of just fill in a number this week to go, as we were saying, down to like a, a Metcalf or maybe people have a Schuster. But, yeah, kind of a tricky one this week with no clear in Hines. Uh, what do you think of that, mate? And I guess also how uh, much is a must is, you know, how high of a purchase is Torn Johnson for, for non-owners this week? Uh, for non-owners, I don't think he's a must get by any means, but he's going to be like the premium option this week and definitely a captaincy option for sure. I think most people are probably running with the cheapy, <clears throat> the cheapy halves this week. So I know I'm running with the Katoa Nikarima because I don't have the Parramatta halves or SJ. So, uh, yeah, one that I definitely missed out on when I should have jumped on and, yeah, ruining that uh, opportunity. But he's so expensive now, like 800K. All of them are pretty much 800K, including, you know, Dylan Brown. He's a bit short, but very expensive as well. Ideally, you'd have them, but not a, a huge loss if you don't. As long as you can fill those spots, um, I think you're better off going with your consistent scorers in the mid position rather than you going for these like gun halves. I think having a, you know, a Harris Hopgood is probably better than um, splashing the cash for a Moses SJ. Mm, that's interesting because, yeah, I've, he's a pretty high purchase for me this week, SJ, just with the lack of kind of premium options, I think, in the position. The Warriors coming off the bye, they play a depleted Broncos team. Uh, I think they're going to be firing and ready to go. I think Sean Johnson uh, will probably be the top scorer of the week. Um, yeah. Be pretty close between him and like a Hopgood, I think. But uh, I have, yeah, I'm like, I've, I think just because of the, the captaincy, uh, the captaincy kind of extra point there, I think makes him a really strong purchase this week. But yeah, yeah a little bit of a tricky one this week. A lot of people I think will be running the Katoa or a Nikarima in there. Or, you know, a Kalen Pong is also an interesting option if you wanted to go that route. Or Root, as my Americanism is, you know, coming out in this podcast. But... Let's move on to the centers, mate. So we've got Jack Bird and Lemuel, I think are probably the two premium options uh, for me. And I think that's what a lot of people are rocking with. Then there's, you know, obviously Cam Graham and Gaga who missed origin selection and uh, averaging right up there as well, to be fair. Penasini, Farmworth, we kind of talked about. Timiko, I think, is an underrated guy who's been kind of just flying under the radar the whole season. Is there any other centers you're really considering? I think at this stage, I think it's worth paying up for your centers um, yeah. versus, you know, at the start when we had like an Alan Audi and people were just kind of trying to get by with it. Um, are you in a green stand, mate? Yeah, I think your your birds and your Lemuelus are your, your two probably set and forget. I wouldn't be spending too much, um, you know, in the cheap, like going cheap in the centers. Um this week, I think you're spending up and using your cash to get good centers in and then holding them throughout the season. I don't see a ton of value in that position at the moment. So, yeah, probably just best to to go with your guns and be safe there. Like your, your Lomaxes and your Bradman Best, those kind of guys have been improving and they're probably at a, 
at a bit of a discount to what they normally are, but it's way too much of a risk. So yeah, better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, just quietly the the options, you know, under the premiums are pretty bloody gross um, yeah. for this position. Like the only one I would maybe like if you really wanted to take a flight, like a Katoni Stags and hope he could hit form or something like that. But then you're getting into like, yeah, oh, geez, like your Brad Parkers, yeah, Moses Embiers, yeah, yeah. Like, like Nick Cotter coming off the bench. Like it's all pretty gross down the bottom there. So, yeah, I think just bend up in the centres and, and cop that one. And then lastly, mate, this is where it gets really interesting and something I've been struggling with the last couple of weeks is these uh, wing fullbacks. It's really hard to kind of figure out who the who the best options are at the moment for the position, especially for this buy round. Uh, we've got no Reese Walsh, no Latrell, no Dylan Edwards, no Nick Meany, et cetera, et cetera, no Tommy Turbo. Um, we've kind of highlighted Garrick. I think he's he's probably one of the top options. Scotty Drinkwater, he's probably up there as well. I quite like Gutherson, even off the poor week last week. I think you know, that average of 40, he's going to be hitting that most weeks. Uh, and I think you can just kind of like, yeah, set and forget him and hope he just, uh, yeah, goes through. He plays the Cowboys this week as well. You could see him definitely cleaning up against them, given their form. <laughs> but, yeah, I am struggling with some of these other options, mate. Like, if you wanted to go like a Nigel Clockstad or a, a Sivo or Simonson, I don't know, a Ponga is maybe one of the other ones I'd be considering. Is, yeah, help us out, mate. What are you doing with this wing of fullback position this week? Because I think it's pretty hard to get through there this week. Yeah, I think most people are probably choosing between four players at the moment. There's Ponga, there's Garrick, there's Drinkwater, and there's Gutherson. They're probably the four players that you're eyeing off for that winger fullback position. And ideally you have three, but you know, not everyone can field a full 13. So, you know, two of those guys would be fine. I think Ponga at the price that he's at, and if he's going back to playing fullback is massive unders for what his potential is there. The only issue is obviously he could get selected for origin and that he's a bit of an injury risk. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, Ponga at his powers at fullback and the fact that he didn't get selected for origin, he's going to have a point to prove. So I think, I think Pong is pretty much a pretty close to a must have this week. I think he's going to absolutely kill it um, against Manly. Wow. Especially without DCE. Yeah. Big shout from Daniel. I like it though. Yeah. I think he's pretty. Yeah. I've definitely been looking at him and I'm in an error and about in the last couple of uh, well days, I guess. But yep. yeah. Points prove. Could have that goal kicking, you'd assume, if uh, Lucky Miller's on the bench as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe some extra points there and fullback for position. Obviously, yeah, caveat, 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 HIAs, etc. But, uh, yeah, for I think it's like a risky move that could really pay off. And if he scores like a 70 this week and you don't have him, doesn't, I think, like, yeah, you might have played really well for your buys and then have Callum Ponga score a 70 and just like, see no movement whatsoever <laughs> yeah but uh i guess to to cap off the segment here mate any of these other origin guys that you're looking at this that you're like okay it's time to move on from 
player X. They've, uh, you know, he talks about holding guys like Cam Murray and uh, people like that in the last few weeks or any of these other like buy guys you've been kind of like holding on and they're, they're sells for you this week. Oh, yeah, it's a difficult one with Origin because you just don't know what's going to happen, whether it's going to be injuries or, you know, reduced minutes for some players or they're going to, you know, come back for round 14 under reduced minutes or what's going to happen really. So I think pass is probably one that if you do have, I'd be kind of closer to sell on. Um, the fact that he had a bit of a down week last round, even though, you know, he, only, he got a 56, so it's not like he had a huge down week, but his break even shot up to to close to a 70 and he's going to get, when he comes back into this Broncos team, most likely he'll have reduced minutes and they'll be playing some of these other bench forwards a little bit more. He's one that, you know, will get managed a little bit. So I can understand selling him. Uh, yeah, those guys that are going to be coming back into their teams and will be under a bit of management just to make sure that they don't have an injury or don't, you know, aggravate anything that they've already got um, existing. So yeah, definitely be worried about some of those middle forwards that might get managed like a Cam Murray, that kind of player um, coming back to the Rabbitohs will be managed most likely. Harry Grant is one that I probably would hold on to. I think just the fact that the storm don't really have another backup hooker with, you know, Brendan Smith moving on and he is only playing off the bench for hunt who is starting. So I think Harry Grant should still play big minutes for the storm when he comes back. Uh, but yeah, you know, look at, look at those kind of um, players that will potentially get rested or, you know, be managed over the next couple of weeks. They're the ones you want to be trading to, to get an extra number in for this week. That's a good shout, mate. Yeah, I really like that. I think my only other note I maybe add is Payne Haas might be the exception to this rule just because he's so high up on the Dalliams. Like I can imagine Payne Ooh, Haas. Okay. Yeah, um, fair. You know, fair if he say, like, if he gets hooked out, imagine he won't be too happy and will be really trying to cement that uh, that position at the top there, which I think the last I was kind of looking at, he's like five points clear. Um, and yeah. he's posting like way better, not way better, but better stats than Tamalolo did that year when he won it. So he's a really good shout for it, the way he's playing. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, mate, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, that's a really important point. Just think about the people, especially like those forwards that could get reduced minutes when they come back and especially these teams that um you know like your panthers like your broncos who are kind of flying at the moment they're probably going to be the prime candidates to to rest these guys um so keep that in mind as well we got any um any questions though mate yeah do have a couple that have come through that have come through instagram so we'll, we'll cover those off uh jack asks what to do with madison I think he is a sell. Yeah, he's out for what, two to four weeks approximately. Yeah, I think we can cut ties with him. Yep, fair. Uh, Daniel asks, two fullback spots to pick out of Maju, Ponga, and Gutho. Who are you going with? Yeah, we probably skipped over Maju, which was probably doesn't do him justice. Uh, he's been unreal, obviously, and uh, actually probably the highest averaging winger who's going to play this round but yeah i don't know mate i'm just he's a very you know try to he's pretty try dependent i think a little bit as well uh he does a good base as well i guess for a winger fullback but his big scores will come with prize 
He will be getting those balls from Ponga as well. So there's like a potential stack there if you went the, the Ponga and Marju route. But I think I'd be leaning personally Ponga and Gutho just about extra buy coverage. Agreed. And it's also important to just to check your team this week and make sure you don't have too many, you know, Manly Knights and Parramatta players. Probably going into this round, you should only have four. So you have to limit so that you can limit your trades next week. Otherwise, you're going to be left um, with a player down next week and you won't have 17 in your team. So make sure you don't have any more than four Manly Knights or Parramatta players in your team for this round. Yeah, really like that. Yep. Question from Cooper, is Joe O the buy of the round? <laughs> Joe O, no. Joe O, mate, just, yeah, has a special place in my heart that will never go away. But I think I want to give him a week and just, uh, just see how he goes. Yep. Yeah, definitely wait on him. Uh, question from Jordan, is Manu worth holding? I think so. Yeah, he's just so valuable over this origin period. And, you know, these games where Tedesco um, might get rested or isn't playing, I think that's when he really comes out. And if he, you know, you see what he can average, you know, in the halves, he has a pretty good average when he's at fullback as well, which you should get some time there over the next couple of months. I'm holding on to him, I think, at this stage. But, yeah, I can understand why people might be, might be flicking him just to get that extra number. Yeah, but ideally a hold. Ideally a hold, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Question from Jacinta. 17 trades left, nine players playing this week. Do I save trades and play with 11 or 12 or make all four trades? Wow, that is a great question. And um, that's a really hard one to answer. Well, maybe maybe start with what you're, you're doing this week, your trades, just to get, give people an idea of where we're kind of at. Um, so I think now I'm going to go Cleary to Johnson, um, which leaves me, I think with 11 and then I think I'm going to do at least another two, probably the hammer out to Ponga and then tossing up whether I'll have a lot of cash if I do that. So maybe I'll do a Brandon Smith, not Brandon Smith, uh, Billy Smith out to another cover for winger fullback. I just think like Latrell has got a big break even, but I think he's he's got a really nice draw coming up as well. So the team having some big games post origin. I'm also considering whether I use that fourth one and go host up to a, a Hopgood because I don't have Hopgood at the moment. Yep. That is so I'm seriously considering using all four. I've been where am I at the moment? I've got 14 with only making one trade. So I've been kind of trying to hold them a little bit so I can splurge for this uh, round 13 week. But yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I think I'd be tempted to use use all and just try and get your numbers for this week personally. But I know you like to play a little bit more risk averse and you like to save your trade. So what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably making three trades this week. I've been saving them up for the last couple of rounds to to be able to make them this week, but I was expecting to have 13 on the field. So I think I'm going to run this week with 11 players and I'll have 14 trades remaining going into next round. So I'll, I'll definitely have 17 next round though. So um, 
yeah, I think I'll be sitting pretty good. I think in terms of trades, you probably want to have between, well, you definitely want to have more than 10. I think you want to be closer to 15 um, at the moment, but I don't see the harm in using all four trades to get some players in um, this week. But yeah, 17 trades, Jacinta, that's, that's tons. I don't think a lot of people have that, to be honest. I had that coming into this round. So yeah, I think you're sitting pretty good. I think so as well. I think, yeah, if you're in the single digits, definitely be considering uh, what you're doing. It's worth mentioning what you get another eight after round 18, go to eight uh, after round 19. I think tw- like yeah, round, just before round 20, you get eight more. So just after the last buy round, round 19. Um, so, yeah, that's worth thinking about as well. I'm hoping now that I've got, like, even though I might explode this week, I think next week I'm probably just going to, just chill um, and hopefully not make any. Um, so it's a, it's a way, it's a way in act. I think if you splurge this week, you're going to have to uh, kind of dial it back over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Bill asks, do I play host or Lukey this week? Difficult. <laughs> yeah. I would say Lukey just because of that upside. But then I guess, you probably know better than me. You can still have Lukey on your on your interchange bench, right? And could use him as a loop, obviously. Yeah, so not absolutely. You'll have host. So yeah, I'd still definitely try and loop um, if you can. Yeah, so I'd loop. Um, well, wait, who plays first? The Cowboys play first, so I'd loop Lukey. But make sure you need to have an edge player that has a buy. So if you have like a Jacob Preston or a Zach Hosking or someone like that, you can use them to loop. Um, Lukey, so you get a bit of a look at his score first before you decide. So if he gets a 10, you put host in. If he scores like a 50, then you put your put your um, Preston or your Hosking into your edge spot. So then you get Lukey's score. But just make sure you move host to your emergencies first. But yeah, definitely loop if you can. But Lukey, yeah, I'd probably go Lukey. Yeah, nice. Uh, Any other... Yeah, what else we got? I mean... A lot of them we've answered already, like Miller, he's a sell. Uh, I guess the bit that we didn't kind of decide, like, is Metcalf a buy or not? Like, he is a buy, but he's not a safe buy by any means, right? Like, we we do think that he might lose that spot in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, We don't know where he kind of sits on that depth chart. I'd be, yeah, more probably willing to go like a, um, a Ponga. There is other guys like Oluwapu, if you don't own, who I think is a really good buy for next week. So I and we just haven't seen him play. Like we saw that little clip in the trials that you know still has me going. But <laughs> I'd be I'd be wanting to to see some more recent footage before I chuck him in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And actually, a question that I just read, which I am astounded by, is Tanner Boyd to Damian Cook a bit sideways? <laughs> Absolutely not. Training someone who's dog shit to an absolute weapon. Um, and I, I had that on my notes, actually, to, to drill into you about the Tanner Boyd sell, um, which you put on the I mean, Instagram. Really but I've, I've said he's really a sell. He's, yeah, he's a sell. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are saying, nah, he's a gun. He's dual position player and he scores like 50s and 60s. And I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. That's only when he gets attacking stats. So I think yes. you're better off. Have you watched using... the Titans play? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> Use that 700k and get an extra player this week, I think is fair. He said he gets a 700k. That is disgusting. Yeah. How did he get that high uh, in the first place? Yeah. Damn. Anyway, that covers off all the questions. Beauty. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Good luck for round 13. And uh, yeah, catch us next week. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.